Okay, welcome, 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 everyone. This is uh, Eric Campbell, and you are here live on the Create Show. This is the podcast where we uh, talk each other week about creativity. We discuss the creative process with creatives across various industries, and I'm just glad that you tuned back in with us once again. I think this is episode number six for us, possibly seven. I'm starting to lose count. Uh, but we're here at Southwest Atlanta uh, coming from um, the offices of the Music Education Group, where they do a lot of work uh, teaching the use about audio engineering and songwriting, and they've been very gracious to let us run our podcast out of this facility. Uh, so definitely check out the Music Education Group. I want to give a shout out to E, who is doing the engineering. And uh, we also have with us today um, Jackie, who is going to be our, who signed on recently to be our program director, uh, finding us uh, new creatives to uh, interview and helping design the programs each week. So we're just excited that we're growing, that she's uh, on board, and we've just got a lot of great shows lined up for the future. So let's talk about today. I got a really cool creative in the uh, in the room today. We're talking with Kareem Jones, who is a painter, uh, visual artist, uh, self-described uh, visual griot. I think that's the word. That's I think. right. Yeah. So uh, welcome, Kareem. Glad to have you here. I'm glad to be here. All right. Uh, I'm going to put this right for you. So oh, we can no really problem. Get you in. Sorry. Yep. I'll speak low. So <laughs> no worries. Huh. Um, so so let's let's. I want to dive right in. First of all, let's talk about that term, visual grill. Give me, give me, uh, tell me what that means to you. Why, uh, why you describe yourself that way? Well, the person, I, uh, I gotta give props to uh, the writer, Isaac Isaac from uh, Chicago, Thomas. He wrote my bio, and um, I guess we bought one of my pieces and described my work and as a visual grid. Um, so I can't really go on what I what I what I can say about it, but it's just about what he interpreted. Um, what I can say is that uh, most of my paintings are more about my personal experience and what I feel at a time, and um, love, um, um, and um, I guess sensuality. Um, more about um, some issues in the world or what I what I feel. So that's what most of my work is about. Very cool. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, so I didn't give a full bio, but you are a painter. You, you paint full-time? Yeah, paint full-time. Uh, full yeah, I've been doing paint, well, painting since, well, let's start from the beginning. I painted again when I was in high school, about 97. Um, um, it was going into my 11th grade. I didn't want to stop playing basketball, so um, I said, this ain't going nowhere. I'm not going to, <laughs> going to the NBA, so... I might as well got to find something that'll enhance my mind or do something that's creative. So I love art, but I didn't really know. I just drew, but drew what I saw in the magazine, Vibe magazine, and, and something like Tupac, but I just got tired of that. So I wanted to do something different. And um, my art teacher, Miss um, Finley, told me, um, encouraged me to say, why don't you do something different? Like, why don't you 
paint, go over there, paint this still life of uh, some flowers and some cats. Okay. And I said, oh, I don't want to do that. It's just boring. <laughs> so I, me being stubborn, I finally gave in and went over there to the quiet place, the table, and, and everybody else on the other side. And I was just painting, painting, and just felt like I was in another world. Mm. And um, it just gave me peace. And I just, at that point, it seemed like I found myself. And I went to, as soon as I painted that piece, I said, wow, it was a one watercolor. So I went back and took the paint, the paints they had in art class and took it home. Okay. <laughs> so I took all the paints and the canvases, and I, every, every day I used to paint and bring to the teachers and show them, and they buy my paintings and that, and started from there. And I worked at uh, the Sheraton at the time um, as a bus boy. Then I started working at Publix, then I start showing people what was coming to the job, my work, and they start buying my work. And, um, and teachers still buying my work. I was like, okay, this can be something. I can do something with this. But I said, well, I didn't really have no influences. I didn't really know how to take it. I said, well, let me, I'm not going to go to school for painting. I'm going to go to school for graphic design so I can promote my work. Okay. So I said, well, this is probably just, probably just a backup, have a backup plan. So I went later on. I decided to go to the artist too. Wait, let me let me clarify that. So you wanted you were thinking graphic design so that you could do things like make your flyers, yeah, and flyers, do social and media marketing, and, and all that kind of stuff. Data. So you weren't even thinking, let me study art. No, 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 no. You I were thinking promotion from the yeah, very beginning. I, I, was, I thought that was a waste of money <laughs> to me. Um, I just I ain't really going to go to the art school because they'll have restrictions on how they thought how they need to do. Like, okay, technical. It's like a musician. I mean, you somebody teaches you how to write and all this, but you going on. I like to go on my what I feel. Right, what's inside yeah, you? Yeah, more abstract. Yeah. So I, I didn't want to have structure. That's what it was. Okay. So that's when I went to artists too, and I said, "Well, I'm gonna promote my, I'm promote my work and get it out, and do catalog sheets, web designs, and I started doing that. So one day, um, like, I guess during the summer, uh, they had the National Bike Art Festival. Mm-hmm. And I was said everybody. I ain't, I just heard it on people that advertising it. So um, I went down there to the National Bike Arts Festival. I said, let me go down there. I said, let me just. I'm done. I'm the introvert, so I don't really like go nowhere. So I said, let me go down to Green Bear Mall and check this out. So when I went in there, I was just amazed by all these African American artists painting, mm. making a living painting. So I went to each one of them, talked to each one of them. And asked them out, hey, you do this for a living? Right. <laughs> they said, yeah, you could do it too. So I met one artist down there that intrigued me. His name was Maurice Evans. Um, and he told me that, uh, do you want to be like everybody else or you want to be different? I said, I want to be different. So he he just had one, one table and a couple paintings. He does like these musical scenes and exaggerated figures and all that stuff mm-hmm. just colors and all that so well just come by the house and uh, next next week or whatever and I'll show you some things and um and I went by his house the next week the following week and I was just amazed I said man this is your house <laughs> I said do you do this for a living wow and he sat down and he said yeah so he showed my I showed him my um portfolio we had a portfolio book so yeah man just um find a subject matter where you could focus on that you're known for, and I would, and say yeah I want to. So I said well I'm gonna focus on. And that was during the time with the the women empowerment thing, Beyonce. I said let me do that, 
focus on inspirational stuff. Okay. And um, so he, I saw his work. He was like, "Wow!" He said, "Just, just, just, just create. Don't think about it. Just, just draw whatever, paint." And from then on, I just started working on my skills. And and I had then I had like twenty. He said, "You need to have like twenty or thirty paintings." I had twenty or thirty paintings. And he said, "Well, what you need to do is," and I ain't, he didn't tell me this, but I just said, "Well, I'm in art class. I'm in art institute, and I know I'm a graphic designer, so I need to make catalog sheets with my artwork on it." And mail it out to everybody, businesses, all the businesses, hair salons, law uh, attorneys, law offices, anything I can think of, magazines and everything. So, um, I'm um, moving. I, I artists to moved to Dunwoody. Dunwoody, yeah. Yeah. So, I said, well, I'm not going there. I'm gonna go to AIU. AIU transfer there. So during that time, I was taking a class, and I get a call for Upper Scale Magazine. Okay. Saying, we got one of your catalog sheets, and we'd like to put you in the magazine. That you mailed out? That I mailed out. I said, what? I said, hold on. I said, uh, let me, I said, can you hold for a second? I was in class when I called and picked <laughs> up the phone. And I had to step out and uh, said, yeah, um, we like your work. We like the catalog sheets. Yeah. I said, how much did that? He said, 10000 I said, well, I don't have 10000 I'm thinking to my son. Right. I said, well, no, don't worry about it. We, we can barter. Trade, we get one of your originals, and we'll barter for a half page. Oh, wow. So he said, we'll have you in there next month. Now, during that time, I was working at Publix. Wow. <laughs> and every month, I used to go up there. Every, the first of the month, I used to go up there in the magazine stand and look at look at magazine and look at Upscale Magazine because they had a bunch of art every every month. And it was this guy named, and I see this guy all the time in this in this in his magazine named Kevin A. Williams named Whack. He had the, the woman on top of the world and all that. I said, wow, this is power. Yeah, I'm gonna be I know in somebody here. with that piece. Yeah, I said, man, I'm going to be in this. I said, well, watch this. I'm going to be in here. Said, and ironically, I I got in the magazine. And uh, got in the magazine. I, every, I checked that first. Was it like a July? Whatever it was. First July, I checked it in. I looked at the magazine. I said, wow. I said, okay. And then the calls start coming. Everybody asking me, well, uh, how much is this? How much is this? Do you have prints of it? I said, what is a print? <laughs> What's an art poster? I said, well, I got to get prints of these. So I got prints of them. Um, and people start calling. And I was on the train, people calling. <laughs> like, can I get an order and all that stuff? So I was like, well, so let me get this. T-. I said, I got I to gotta, I gotta, I gotta concentrate on my work. So what year was that when when the, you got featured in uh, the upscale and then 2000 in the early 2000. So that's 2000. when really things started to yeah. become serious. You yeah. realized that there was like a real path yeah. for this. All right, I want to shift your focus a little bit. I want to come back. I want to talk a lot more about the marketing because it's real the whole discussion of an artist who's marketing yourself like that that had to affect your whole creative process altogether. But let me zone in mm-hmm. on yeah. the creative process itself so now that so yeah this mentor and maurice yeah it was like it was more uh, encouragement okay he gave you some encouragement encouragement. just you like you meet people in life it's like you're driving and you're picking like uber you pick somebody up and they come in and just give you a little word and you meet meet another person they might give you another word word and it's just finding the right direction that's That's really really cool um so now where you are now um, let's talk about 
in the present time what your creative process looks like. So are you painting every single day? Do you have set schedules that you paint? Uh, like No, the, when I'm painting now, it's this guy named Charles Bibbs. He told me a long time ago that your work now, your work back, your work in the two, my, my early work in the 2000 ain't gonna be the work that you created now. Right, okay. Because you're still finding yourself, identity. Right. Which and you're you, always right, evolving. Yeah, evolving. And, you, and you're going places and you're seeing things and you're just growing as a person. Um, what was the question? So what, um, do you have a schedule? Do you paint uh, every single day? Do you paint no, certain days no, a week? Do you no, paint no, I, I inspiration? No, nah, I don't paint every day. Because um, you got to have your mind to marinate some things. Okay. And be around some things and... Um, um, and um, just what I feel or when I'm getting ready for a show and I just create and um, go Do you create that. in batches? Like, you know, a show's coming up and you know you need 20, 30 pieces and then you kind of focus. Is it like so an author prepares for a book where you're like, okay, I need to have this book so for the next three months I'm just locking myself in a cabin and I'm working? Uh, best best time to work is is when you're not written, when you're not pressured. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's when I'm like doing this time. It's it's the best time to work because you get more, you better, you better work quality work out. Because you rushing is just like you're just trying to you're fighting the clock, fighting the clock, about and, that. Just, and just too much to handle. So that's the best time I tell the career. Okay, uh, how do you know what? How do you? pick what you're going to focus on. Like you said, when you started before, you were thinking, okay, women's empowerment, and now you said you've grown, you've seen lots of things, so when you sit down, mm-hmm. how, mm-hmm. where does that source of content come from for you? Let me see. Well, I'm sorry. Well, um, I do sketches first. I got a bunch of uh, books, like 20, 30, I got like 20 books, so sketches, full of sketches. And um, basically, it's all what I feel. I mean, I can't really on um it's like I guess it's like Amy Winehouse mm-hmm. she going she just where you are right at the moment at the moment it's just at the moment just just that's the best way to feel because you then you look at back back at your paintings like this is where I was right at that point in time. but I noticed so at least I saw in your bio you have a lot of um work that's been Commission. Well, I said commission, so I'm thinking like, so you said Verizon, Pepsi, Atlanta yeah, Tribune, yeah. all these places. Yeah, yeah. Are those commissions buying stuff you've already made, or are they commissioning something that they're giving you some guidelines? We'd yeah, like this. commissions that they had, they was doing some commemorative, uh, commemorative uh, like anniversary, 25th anniversary. The, the Pepsi was for like uh, uh, the black history. Um, Verizon Wireless was for some like the black gospel um, I guess it was like kind of like American Idol that's okay. going on so they be toured I guess they have artists all around picked each state and with each city and they just travel with it do like a exhibit okay that, so, so something what, like that does that of how does that affect your creative process when you're used to going off of just inspiration what you feel and if somebody's giving you one a deadline and two a subject well, matter it, it don't affect my creative process because um I study uh, the background. It's like you're writing a song for somebody. Right, right. <laughs> and um, you just got to, it's just like when Terry, what's the guy's name, and, and, and Janet Jackson were writing, we're about to write Terry. And yeah, uh-huh. uh, uh, um, yeah, yeah, I know you're talking about the, the, my name. The two, the two producers. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Jam and yeah, Terry yeah, Lewis. Yeah, and they were writing 
they was um, in the studio with Janet Jackson and said, when are we going to write? We're doing it now. Right, they're getting to know her <laughs> yeah, and they're yeah, taking yeah, it out, yeah, they're walking around. Yeah, we know, we talking about, we want to hear, she talking about her life and relationships and all that. So, well, yeah, we're doing it now. So that's how I go about doing things. All right, so you take some time, you just yeah. get in your head, yeah, you yeah, see yeah, where, yeah, and you yeah. still see what inspiration yes, takes you, but yeah, it's similar to, so like, right, so like yeah. with songwriting, it's the difference between me waking up, I mean, I'm more of a write every day kind of person, right. um, because I just have lots and lots of ideas, and just like you said, you have your sketchbook, I have a voice memo with hundreds and hundreds of song ideas, and so I'm always having something that I'm trying to say, Um, but it's if I'm writing kind of for myself, I might just pull from anywhere, Um, but if I'm writing for a project or a particular artist, I'm still pulling from myself, but it's just within the constraints of of some type of guideline. You know, and the best ideas come from when you in the bed, middle of the night, you better make sure you have that pen or whatever right, right next there. to you, right there, or in the morning. So you keep sketchbooks yeah, by ske- you, keep yeah. sketchbooks around you all yeah, the time. Yeah, sketchbooks, and that's the ideas that come and just keep playing, and you can't really get the get it out. And that's the beauty of uh, of artists, like mm-hmm. you're trying to paint what's in your head, or right? What's in your head, and you can't really do it because that's the that's just the motivation. Just that's okay. the character you're always going yeah, for, yeah, it, right? Going for, but you can't yeah. really get it, like. So, so that leads me to, um, um, actually, that leads me to this whole question of, so you have this image in your head, and your main medium is what? You said is it watercolor? Uh, 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 Paintings, acrylic. Okay. And so as you're trying to get this image out, um, how does you let? How does that image? How does that original image guide you? Is that something where like, okay, I'm putting this in my head and that's what I'm going for, or as you're getting there, do you let yourself get detoured or something else happens, or is this a fixed thing that I have to keep working and revising and fixing until I get what's no, in my I'm, head? When you're in a zone, you just in a zone. Just like when, I'm not really. Um, I used to paint like more figurative pieces mm-hmm. now it's like I'm combining the two with the landscapes and the figuratives it's like a dreamy feel mm-hmm. um, and um, it's just that when I'm it's just the colors when I'm feeling it's like you just you, like the movie my um, with uh, I always give a comparison with um, Denzel Washington more better blues yeah and the girl he said don't bother me <laughs> <laughs> I just <laughs> he playing his music his sax, whatever it was, not mm-hmm. the sax, trumpet, the trumpet, trumpet. Mm-hmm. and he didn't hear nothing. Right. You just don't. You just it's something that you can't explain. That you just on his own, just in your own world, and you don't want to be bothered. If somebody, you just somebody distract you, you upset. Right. Because you're locked <laughs> yeah. in on, on yeah. that particular thing. It's like addiction. It's like you just irritated. Yeah. <laughs> you're obsessed on, yeah, what, you're, on, yeah. on what you're on. It's just like a love, like. Somebody, so if no. you're in the middle of a painting, so say you started a piece, landscape, you got these colors in your head, and you're in the middle of it, you've already started it, but you see that it's not quite Finished. going where you were expecting to go, oh, what yeah. do you do at that moment? Do you well, I, change or do you go with where it's, where no, it's going? No, I, I work on it bits by bits, mm-hmm. piece by piece. I might work on it, some of it, the first day, then um, the second day. I may sit back like this, this sit back, 
at a long distance and just keep staring at it for like an hour or 30 minutes and see what I need to change. Wake up in the morning, look at it, keep looking at it <laughs> until it's ready, until it's right. It's like, so you can't look at it no more. You're like, okay, you're satisfied. Is that peace with it? So, and with that process, that back and forth process, is I don't know if it's average because I'm sure every piece is different, but are we talking about a couple of days, sometimes a week? Are we talking to have to do pieces take months? Like how? Uh, certain pieces, it could take a week. It could take two months. It could take a year. Like I have a piece that I went back into. <laughs> I had it for three or four years. So just like, I mean, change it up. So how do you know when it's finished? What's your rule for when when something is is what it's going to be? I always tell people this, but uh, I don't want to get too bold or too um, out there. It's like um, too sexual, meaning it's like it's like when a person make love. You don't know <laughs> until you finish till it feels right. <laughs> <laughs> so it feels right. So it feels right. I'm done. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I mean, I, that's, that's, so that's, I ain't want to go too. I don't want to go there. But that's, 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 that's I try to give a comparison. That just I can't give you. It just it might not be done. I'm saying so. It might not be done when you done. Yeah, when you go back into it. All right, listen, we're going to take a, a short break. We'll come back with Kareem. We're going to talk more about his creative process. We're also going to talk about, um, we're going to go back into the role of creating versus marketing. Uh, you're here with the Create Show, and we'll be right back. back uh, with the Create Show. This is your host, Eric Campbell, uh, with Kareem Jones. Uh, so we're talking about Kareem's creative process. Um, and what's interesting about your story, is that, as you shared, is that from the very beginning of your um, venture into art, you were also thinking about marketing and business. So that was... Yeah. That was, that was Always. Is that because somebody steered you that way, or that was just in your head? Like, where did that? How did that dual thinking come from? I always had a a vision of a plan of what if okay, what's if if it don't work out, I need a backup. I mean, to like now, um, the art scene is changing. Um, meaning that I mean, used to go on the road and make a certain amount of money, but now these days you got to do other things. That's creative. Um, other way, other things to make money as an artist. Um, like, for instance, I uh, artists know I like I can drive and set up, and so I help them drive 20, 20, I mean, twelve hours or ten hours, and uh, set up their booths, help them set up, and um, a lot of them getting old, older, so that's how I make money from doing that. Um, and then licensing my work um, 
from like publishers or want to license my work to put on like calendars or uh, okay. uh, um, uh, mugs, but it's more more to the ethnic uh, category okay. of work. Um, the now just where it just you got to have a bunch of things to make one income. That's what it is. So it used to be where you could just. Touring, doing shows was the thing. Yeah. So why is that slowing down? Is there less people coming to shows? Are there less uh, shows? Are it's just prices? that um, it's just not the buying power like anything like it used to be. Um, um, it's just that it's expensive to go mm-hmm. out there and do a show. Like it might cost me a thousand, like thousand fifteen hundred. You got to think about the the hotel, the, the gas, and um, and the the, the 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 price to do a show. Mm-hmm. But you can't wait on. Sometimes you may not make the money. Sometimes you make the money after, after the show, like how um, Vince and uh, Jackie uh, came about. Uh, so it's just promotion, man. Um, websites and you got social media. A lot of people going on social media. People mm-hmm. ain't going to the shows. So They're finding their artists on Instagram or yeah, Instagram. Somewhere. So it's changing. So uh, for instance, like now, um, uh, I'm looking into where I need something on call, like say me. Uh, something that I used to do back in the day where it's like where like a banquet server they call you when they need you or these are more benefits where I can get free hotels and and, and stuff like that I mm. said okay anything I do right now has got to benefit what I do right um, health insurance and all that benefits so I like I got to look into that um, which is more cost efficient than me paying it out with some things right okay and uh, basically I have a, I have a like a uh, uh, like a goal I'm I want to reach even more where I just have like a, I'm trying to get I want to get well I'm gearing up to have um, a, a studio it's like an artist re, artist it's like a work and work and live place okay for uh, artists yeah, to yeah, kind of live yeah, work yeah, rent. studio studio and registry 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 uh, so basically it's like when people come they come and when they see, want to see my work, they come also see to my it's my my home gallery. Okay, it's not really a gallery; it's like a showroom. People come to see my work. Then I have like a, a house and a garage where people can paint. They can rent it out and do activities similar to what this is. Right. Um, so, is there any separation in your mind, or is this all together in terms of like, is there a time when you're in a creative zone like you said when you zone out and you know nobody can talk to you or pull your attention away and then there's the marketing building the business handling whatever you do for trademarks the copyrights and or well, paperwork and taxes how, oh, yeah. how do you switch back and forth or what, what's that process for you between switching back and forth well um, you just set a time uh, uh, where you just okay I want to focus this week on my business uh, to paying bills or, or taxes or uh, promotion when I'm getting ready for I promote all the time when I'm doing social media that's the, the best promotion ever mm-hmm. because magazines ain't doing no more so I could just post some hashtag and get people to, to look at my work uh, and all I mean just just keep people informed what's right. going on um, there's so many apps like I do newsletters every three months talking about uh What's up? What's coming up? I'll come to events like this podcast. I might let them know. I'm gonna let them know about this podcast until they get to know what I was all about. Just keep people updated. So the people I have, the email list I have since 2000, they're still the people are still following me. That's great. So you want to have 
basically any type of artist, musician and all that. I mean, you got to have that that core audience that follow you. It's easy to go with social media and, and post stuff, and but they want to see you. Yeah, they want to see what yeah, you're doing. They want to see what your work and, and people. It ain't nothing like people coming to you and seeing you as an artist and seeing your work. Very cool, yeah. very cool. Um, totally random question. So you, I guess doing the prints help, but as you make your do your paintings, I'm just thinking of as a creator and how emotionally attached we can get to each of our pieces that we make. Do you ever feel like, is there, is there and I don't know if this is a thing for artists or not, but is there any kind of like seller's remorse or any other kind of emotion? Like you, you created this piece, you spent two months on it, somebody buys it, takes it away, and it's locked up in the house somewhere. You're never going to see it again. Yeah, is there any uh, emotion around that? If I do have emotion, um, I, those type of pieces, I won't give away. They'll be in my collection. So, so there are certain pieces that you set aside, like, oh, yeah, I put everything into this, yeah, and, and this is special. No, it, it's not about putting everything into it. It's just what it just means up to me. What it means it, to you. Yeah, it just have a personal connection to me. So I have a bunch of pieces like that. So, but somebody want to offer me some, well, Give me an offer that I can't refuse. Right. It's different. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be something to, to counteract yeah, yeah, the, yeah, that emotional yeah, yeah. that emotional yeah. cost. Uh-huh. All right, that was something I'm just curious about. Um, and then, so as you looking forward, is there, what's the balance between, like you mentioned a lot of these business ideas that you have, and... Um, both from like you know helping assisting other artists and touring set up from setting up the artist mm-hmm. studio and residence yeah, yeah. Um, in your mind is there where, where is this is there a line and then how do you balance between where you see yourself creatively your creative ambitions and then your entrepreneurial ambitions because clearly you have both you have, yeah, you yeah, have this yeah. vision for yourself yeah. as an entrepreneur and then you have this vision for yourself as a creative um, and the, you know if I, the way I see creatives there are things in us that have to get expressed that yeah. want to get expressed and I know for me as a musician those things really have nothing to do with monetary value at all it's just mm-hmm. there are these ideas I have I want to put them in book form or I want to put them in song form mm-hmm. or or whatever and then there are other things that are like okay I also you know business is a creation in itself yeah. that's a creative endeavor itself so how, do you how, do you have is there any, ever any struggle balancing the two of those are there times when one part of you pulls more than the other or do they walk pretty do they balance themselves out pretty well for you um I don't know if I'm answering your question but um Creator-wise, I'm always trying to learn different mediums. I don't know if that answers your question. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'm working with an artist, assistant artist that uh, has a, a studio. He does ceramics, clay. I've been working with him for a while, making, making some money with him in the studio. And now I'm at a point where I want to do some sculpture pieces, ceramic pieces. And that, and also it, it, it kind of, goes into my work so it just elevates my work into a different level so that's what I get bored a lot so I just okay. do something different so I think this uh, I'm, I'm excited about getting going into the, this next medium um, but is it harder to switch to something like that when one you might have a client base or 
commissions no. or schedules. I, I feel like that's the tension between the entrepreneurial pursuits yeah, and the creative yeah. things because. Uh, but it, it, like the style I had early in the early 2000s, it died out. Okay. I mean, it didn't really die out, but it more got into a commercial. Mm-hmm. So uh, then something else comes along. It's just like music, Chenron. So everything changes. So, I mean, just you still got to have your own identity, your own look. Um, but what's, what's, you ain't trying to do what everybody else do, but you just expand into different horizons. That's no. what I do. That's what. But I don't know if I asked that. No, it definitely does. And that, that's a good insight. Um, all right, so, so talk to me about, about uh, um, with all different creators, I like to talk about what's the struggle. And, and um, especially those, you know, who are ambitious and have all these things we want to do, a lot sometimes the creative part of us isn't always in line with the driven, ambitious part of us. Mm-hmm. And so what do you do when that happens? What do you do when there's a show coming up and you just don't feel like painting or the idea is not there or you just don't like where this is going? Like, or, you know, what well, well, the struggle is not the creativity. It's uh, the finance and backing okay. as, as a person. I mean, you know, I hate to say it as a, a blaming on the young black man. We just don't have the, the back backing like other races do as artists as artists mm-hmm. or whatever it's just like getting at everything you got to do yourself you can't get the loans or whatever it's just it's tough so it's just that and if I I know if I had those type of accesses where it'd be a different story mm-hmm. just that, that's what everybody say it's just all you not collectors all you need is the patrons or patrons, patrons yeah. yeah and the work I feel like the work is they said the work is there it's just finding getting that next that next um, I guess just getting that I guess you call that hit just mm-hmm. the next hit <laughs> so it's just time it's just tank time yeah and everybody has that time I mean I've seen artists that come up and it's all about what you do with that time so, I see a lot of artists that, that had their time and, and went down and, and, and when I get that time I'm I'm gonna try to I, I'm gonna try to be there stay. I read um, Leonardo da Vinci's biography Mm-hmm. And uh, he seemed to really, I guess, in his life, it seemed to he seemed to struggle with patronage in a lot of ways. Where he really did, he went he went wherever he could find a royal court that was going to take him on and yeah. take him under his wing. But at the same time, he also turned down a good amount of people yeah. because he didn't want it. You know, he didn't. You know, I'm, there was one story about uh, this one woman who. Desperately wanted him to do his pic, do her picture, yeah. and he always refused her because mm-hmm. I guess he had other things he wanted to work on. He didn't want to be locked up for months yeah. just painting her picture. Yeah. Something about it didn't inspire him or whatever, and so you know. But at the same time, he would he would you know stay in 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 league with the royal court in whatever city he could find to be in and and paint whatever he needed to paint because he knew that, you know, yeah. the court was going to take care of him, yeah. was going to pay whatever he needed to pay. Yeah. They would fund all these expensive projects. Yeah. And so, but it seems to be the dilemma of going with what's, finding a way to fund what's in your heart without being tied into somebody else's yeah. vision. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you got to, as artists, we got to just bite the bullet and 
and just you never know things you don't want to do you're going to have to do to get you to the next step you never know what it's going to lead you to mm-hmm. and there's things I did that I knew that I was going to be ripped off <laughs> I knew it was going to be a bad deal right. I just did it because I he know that person has uh, uh, resources that I can't get so okay sometimes <laughs> okay I'm going to bite the bullet but I know that he has I'm a, he reach, he'll get me to a different same thing on the music side yeah. it's like I'm going to work on you know yeah. musicians different yeah, than yeah. artists like we're the last ones to get paid you know yeah. like we yeah. collab- we're asked to collaborate all the yeah. time work yeah. with a whole bunch of people yeah. people with big budgets and they're yeah. like you know yeah. can and you, you know, come collaborate and, and work and you for free you know they got the budget you know they got the budget like, right come on now. and you, you know do you it because it. you're hoping that the relationship is yeah. going to lead to yeah. something you yeah. know and but so later I mean it, it all come back to you because later on I always see it I always see it they, they treat you a certain way and then later on you, you might be at your level and say hey They'll come back to you, and the, 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 the tables had turned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Always see the tables turn, and it ain't pretty. <laughs> but you still got to be like, be, be you. Nothing changed. And just the change, you know, to be able, the ability to pick your project. You got to have some type of yeah. discernment or wisdom on how to yeah. pick yeah. who to pick work and choose, with. Yeah. And it's not always just about, like you said, money. Yeah. It could yeah. be about yeah. relationship. Yeah. It could yeah. be opportunity. Um, yeah, everything ain't about money. You just got to you, you have some self-worth. Mm-hmm. That's what that is. I mean, you got to some, you just know your gut feeling ain't right. Right, right. Just ain't. All right, uh, we're going to take another quick break, and then we're going to come back um, in our final segment chatting with uh, Kareem Jones. This is The Create Show. We'll be right back. I've been gone too long. It's weighing on me heavy. Living without you has got me feeling empty because I belong in your space. Now I'm seeking your face. I went my own way. I guess it was my calling, slipping from your grasp. I knew that I was falling. Now I feel you reaching. Don't want to lose this feeling. Back uh, once again with the Create Show with artist painter Kareem Jones. Um, so Kareem, so tell me what you want to get your thoughts now. One, since you're here in Atlanta and you've been in Atlanta so long, so you've been able to watch Atlanta's commu- art community develop and grow. Tell me your thoughts on where it is. Um, especially in the light of like there's other artists, local artists who kind of gave you guidance and feedback in the beginning. How is the scene here now in terms of the uh, community and where do you see it going? Well, um, the scene um, back then was I seen 
a lot of artists were, it was a small group of artists, well, African-American artists that uh, lived in the studioplex in Atlanta um, on the Edgewood, and everybody was like a living workspace. It was, it was a low income where you just couldn't afford it. Um, and it just, everybody did, everybody did everything together. I mean, we knew we shared things, and now the scene is, is now, it's just that a lot of artists, you got a lot of people come to Atlanta, migrate from Atlanta. And, but uh, it's just like now, it seemed like now it's more the art scene now, it seemed like it's more, uh, uh, it's dec not decorative, but it seemed like they want more, it's entertainment. It's not really, it seems like it's more entertaining, like I got some art up, but they didn't really know the work involves to go into the painting and make it, uh, it's a job, basically. So a lot of people who are here might not know the grind the same yeah, way. Yeah, the grind, yeah. The hustle, it's just like everything when they're given to them. Um, social media, just, okay, we post something up, but when you get the product, <laughs> it don't, it's not quality. So, um, but now it's just like when we were back in the Tudiplex time, the early 2000, you know, we critiqued our work. Mm -hmm. It's okay, this is, this, I don't like this, but I mean, we should, you should do this. We get a few ideas, and now it's just like everybody's, it was about the money, but it wasn't about the money. It was more about the art. But that says something, too, about the benefits of, and I think this is across all art, art forms, the benefits of having a close community like yeah. I have other songwriters that I can let hear my songs and they'll just like say no you need to change this so you need to, and that community makes everybody's artwork yeah. stronger and so yeah. but if you're just moving to more isolated or insular where it's just me and maybe it's because of Instagram or yeah. you know, other social media because you can have direct to consumer then you not you might not have that feedback loop yeah and in the, the art scene now it seems like you see a portrait or a figure okay what's what are you trying to say <laughs> that's easy anybody could paint a figure anybody could draw a figure but what are you trying to, or, or a celebrity but what is it what's the meaning behind it mm -hmm. and there's not enough thinking it's too watered down like, like, it's like I guess it's because of social media. No, too many distractions. A lot of people don't have time to think. It take time. It's okay. Put the phone down. Put everything down. Just, just create and just think a lot. What you what, what you need. Your purpose, and that's where you start being an artist. And, you, and sometimes you got to be alone to be an artist. <laughs> you can't have nobody around you. Be artist. It can be depressing sometimes, <laughs> but but those depressing things uh, when you depress, those are the best stories. That's when the ideas come. Yeah, the ideas to, come. You got to tell why you're depressed. Why you're depressed? And nobody want to uh, uh, show this stuff. Everybody insecure. You can't be insecure about your work. Right. So the, what I'm gathering, and it makes a lot of sense, is that the ability to draw a figure or to accurately depict a landscape or a flower yeah. or whatever—that's a technique. But having something to say is totally different. Yeah, it's like you go to paint and sip classes. Anybody <laughs> they do all that is, I mean, you could do that yourself. It's like, okay, what's behind it? Right. I mean, you could put, I mean, okay, you put the paint sips, okay. Then you put your own spin to it. That's what you then have. I mean, that's then you put your own emotion to it. That's what people feel you. Yeah, emotion, perspective, emotion, something you need yeah. to say. Yeah. But every, every, I mean, everybody don't have that. Everybody just don't have it. It doesn't know how to tap into it. I think yeah. that's even just the whole essence. I mean, it's one of the main things I'm doing 
with a show like this is, um, you know, I personally believe, I believe that creativity is something that I believe creativity is kind of in everyone. Everybody just kind of has to kind of find it, you know, or tap into it. Because, like, you know, the ability to kind of imagine or see something that's not there and, and make it there and mm-hmm. to take that, that thing that's in our head and put it out, that's what creativity is. And mm-hmm. if anyone can duplicate or copy or not anyone but that's one technique to duplicate or copy or replicate but going further in terms of seeing something that that needs to be contributed to the universe that doesn't currently exist or some some emotion that needs to be expressed that isn't expressed that's what our job is and like like uh, i mean some things you gotta do stuff unpopular Mm-hmm. that hurts I mean like uh, Marvin Gaye what's going on right exactly um, I just came from the funeral I want to do something that a funeral scene that's sculptures like it just I mean it's just that it's, you might not feel sad it's just what it is mm-hmm. that's what I was going through that time that's what yeah, that's, that's what resonated what, yeah, with you resonate. those type of stuff that'll be in museums and galleries or whatever and it's not uh, beautiful it's just something that you're interpret like okay this is real I have a piece called One Day You Be King Mm. Um, it was about, you know, a lot of people paint back to everybody's painting these Obama paintings. I want to do it a little different. <laughs> I paint a figure of, of a, a, a king and a little boy. And he was looking down on the boy and said, uh, one day you be king. And I was thinking about, well, what if Obama was thinking about, well, what if uh, Obama's father was telling, saying that when he was young? Mm-hmm. And told him one day you be king. And king has a president. Yeah. So I just took it to a different level, a different. He says, "Why I was thinking, I said, okay, that's it's more people more they'll they'll more identify to that piece than you see Obama piece. You'll not identify, but they'll notice it more." Yeah. If I think if your if your creation comes from a place of real emotion, yeah. then that's yeah. what resonates with yeah. the people because yeah. they might not be able to articulate what. Yeah what they want to say but when they see somebody else say it they're like that's what I've been trying to say all my whole yeah. life you know yeah. that's that's, and and so yeah as an artist as a painter as a musician as a sculptor yeah. you have to keep finding ways to say those things yeah. that are in are in you that's my, part of my challenge on music on the music side is that so much about music you know, everyone in the music community is trying to get on. Yeah, yeah. And so getting on means yeah. doing what's out there. Or, you know, everybody's talking yeah. about, you know, uh, being in a trap. Or everybody's talking yeah. about, you know, being on some kind of drugs. So even if, you don't, even if you're not on drugs yourself, yeah. you feel like you got to talk about it, you know, or spending money because that's what everybody, that's what they want to hear. You know, instead of saying something that's really real to you like what are you going through right now what are you dealing with you, how are you feeling you know the craziest thing is that I wasn't even thinking about getting off I was focused on the work mm-hmm. and I told this artist uh, when it was a studio plex I said man just keep working just keep working let them come to you keep working don't even think about it and uh, I think I saw a story on YouTube this little this young girl was on I think she do beats she kept posting her stuff on on social media, mm-hmm. Instagram, they found her, and they liked the beats. I said, I forgot what it was Beyonce doing stuff with Drake or whatever. I forgot what it was, but it was it was interesting. Interesting because all she did was the work. Mm-hmm. She, she was working. She went. She went trying to get on. 
it don't work like that. Right. <laughs> you know, if you get on, you probably ain't going to work hard. <laughs> it's just, just do the work. You know, people come to you. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. What, that being said, though, just your story and even her story does show that there still is a promotion side to it. There's still a side of letting, whether it's putting your stuff on Instagram or mailing your, your sheets out to all those um, magazines. Like, I think that's the side, I know as creators, that's the side that a lot of us struggle with is because is, I, I could be a studio rat. I could just lock myself in yeah. my room and just... But, you know, you, you could do that and still nobody, you could have a, a crazy catalog and nobody hears to you. So yeah, there's a balance. And, and it, the, the main thing, I think, longevity is that uh, it's not all about it's promotion, but you got to stay consistent. You got to be out there. Yeah. Keep, like, you, you see Anita Baker doing on, going on tour all the time. Right. And you got, she got a crowd because the music, music is always quality. Mm-hmm. They know her. They know what they're going to get. I mean, people have songs, but they can't perform it. Right, right. <laughs> You might have a piece on online on social media, but when you get the piece, like I said, it's not as has look good look good when you get when you see on on the line. Right. So you just got to keep giving people the best. I mean, and to give you it all. I mean, be be personal with them. Very very good point. Very very nice. Very I I agree with you. All right, so Kareem, tell us what's uh what's coming up for you. Um, what's what's on what are you working on right now, or what's coming up to be working on? Well, um, I got a couple things I'm working on. Um, Preparing for shows in Maryland, uh, um, um, Chevy Chase, Maryland, um, Rockville. I'm going to Montauk, uh, which is New York, which is near Hamptons. Mm-hmm. Shows up there. Um, building, building some new work. I'm trying to get, like I said, I'm working on this house. It's not really a house, but it's where I live and work. It's like artists, artists and residents, people come and see my work and just join the studio. And it's like a really keep seeing it. it's like an attorney office I'm making it to attorney office in my house and okay. inside of it it's going to be a studio space so I can, people come in town they can see my work Cause everybody want to come and see my work and I don't really have it's not really set up that way so so they can see it and come and, and we can have we'll have little events outside uh, musicians uh, little things going on um, but it's not really going to be where everybody is and, it's gonna be in the south side. Everybody okay. come to south side. We are gonna make it authentic in the south side. You gonna come to me and you are gonna see yeah. where I live. We gonna all the gumbo. We gonna be in the south side. <laughs> it's Atlanta. Atlanta's changing. As you said, the gentrification is going. So we are gonna move to the south side. They have to come to us. All right. So, this is a party on the south side. Where yeah. the art. That's where the new art scene is gonna be. Yeah. That's where the art scene, music scene, all the scenes gonna be. So where we, you gotta come. All right, I mean, I appreciate that. Right. Um, tell, tell people where they can find you, social media, and other ways they can stay in touch with you, uh, mailing this and all that. My, um, you can touch base me um, on my, I guess, Instagram. It's Kareem, K-E-R-R-E-A-M. Uh, you can go to my website, which is www.kareemjones.com, K-E-R-R-E-A-M, Jones, A-O-N-A-S-E-S. Uh, Dot com on uh, you can also email me at kareem at kareemjones.com and um whatever you if you see some stuff that you like personally or commission just just give me a call contact me and, and i'll be sure to help you and uh, uh, make things uh, possible whatever and then the last parting advice for um artists who may be listening wanting to get started or trying to figure out how to get their stuff out there or how to start on the path what would you say to them keep working 
That's it. Just keep, keep working. Keep working. Just do this work. Don't worry. Don't put your head down. Just put your head down. Don't worry. Just work and put your head down. And somebody will tap you on the shoulder and look up. And they'll hold your hand and say, this is where we, we're going. We're taking you. That's good. Very good parting advice. Kareem, thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you. Appreciate you being out here. And um, all right, we went. Uh, that'll be it for the the Create Show. Uh, I want to thank uh, E again for manning the engineering boards. Another shout out to Jackie, our program director, uh, for setting up this interview. We got some other great interviews lined up in the very near future. So stay tuned to the Create Show. If you have questions. Um, that you'd like us to answer about creative, creative pro- processes, getting around blocks on any subject, no matter what your field, uh, hit hit us up at uh, thecreateshow at gmail.com. Also, our Instagram um, is, well, our Twitter is the Create Show. You can find me personally, Eric Campbell, on Instagram at Eric Makes Music. Uh, as well as on Twitter at the, at the same handle. So whichever way you, whether you leave a comment or send me a DM or uh, send us an email, we'll uh, take your questions and uh, respond to them on the show. So that's it for now. Thanks for tuning in. We will catch you on the next episode of The Create Show. You take care. <laughs>